0: Dig a, bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. Well, we are in John 16 and the last words of Jesus to the apostles before he began talking to the Father in that great intercessory prayer in John 17, last he said John 16:33 these things have I spoken to you that in me you might have peace in the world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world I just wanted to make a quick note about John 16:33 and especially the phrase I have overcome the world that verb tense is in the word "in overcome or have overcome in this case is in the past tense rather than, of course, in the future tense. When he said that, that tense indicates complete and permanent and already accomplished victory. The book of Revelation is an appendix. Wayne Jackson tells us in his commentary on this passage that revelation is an appendix on this declaration. I have overcome the world. It's complete. It's permanent. It's accomplished. I love another commentator I read said it this way, and yet that he had already overcome the world was evidence in the tense he used. I have rather than I will. He was about to face something because he was the lamb slain since when? Well, just as Wayne Jackson said, Revelation is a commentary on this, an appendix on this. And he, the lamb, had already been slain in the mind of God since the foundation of the world. And we read that in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. Revelation Thirteen verse eight, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Wow, he has overcome. And it's really um, interesting that that word overcome is used in verse 7 of Revelation 13. And it was given to him to make war with the saints and overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell on the earth shall worship him. Whose names are not written in the book of the life of the Lamb. Slain from the foundation of the world. So those who are not in the book of life. Those who are serving the devil are going to be worshiping the devil who has overcome those people. But the devil who has overcome those people in verse 7 of Revelation 13 has already been overcome by the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. I love that Revelation 13 tells us that in the heart of God, in the mind of God, our salvation was provided for since the foundation of the world. And so Jesus uses the past tense when he comforts his disciples in Revelation sixteen thirty three, the last verse of that chapter, by saying, Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Sure, it's about to get hard sure and he said you're going to be scattered and that was going to begin happening at least when judas betrayed him in the garden and all the disciples fled and they the bible says they fled because they were fulfilling the prophecy that they would be scattered so he says you're going to have hard things but be of good cheer I have, in the past tense, already overcome the world. We've said lots of times that God's the only one that can make promises in the past tense. And he's doing it right here. He's saying, I haven't died yet. I'm about to put into action the act that will finalize this overcoming. But it's already happened. I have overcome the world. I wanted just to close by reading something from... This is actually a quote from Luther, but I'm reading it from Clark's commentary on um, the verse that we're studying, John 16, I love what he says here about the mediation of Jesus. He says, um, well, first of all, he says, be of good cheer. That means don't despond on account of what I've said. The world will not be able to overcome you, however severely it might try you. And then he comments on, I have overcome the world. I'm just now going by my death to put the world and its God to the rout." I love this. My apparent weakness, that is death on the cross, will be my victory. My ignominy will be my glory. And the victory which the world, the devil, and my adversaries in general will appear to gain over me Will be their own lasting defeat and my eternal triumph. Luther then was writing to Philip Melanchthon and he quotes this verse and adds these remarkable words Such a saying as this is worthy to be carried from Rome to Jerusalem upon one's knees. I love that little quote there from Luther. I have overcome the world. He hadn't faced his trial yet in the Garden of Gethsemane. He hadn't suffered the mocking, the beating, the rude scoffing, the spitting, and the torture at the hands of both Jews and Romans. He hadn't been abandoned by all of his followers yet, betrayed by his disciples, or denied by Peter, one of his closest friends. None of that had happened yet. He hadn't been hung on the cross and forsaken by his father, but for all that, He still says, I have overcome the world. It was as good as done because he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world so that he might overcome the one who had overcome those whose names were not in the book of life. I love it. I hope that you're having a good study and the podcast as I'm speaking on Monday right now, the podcast is tomorrow night, Tuesday night. I hope that you're able to join us Uh, We have a lot of things to rejoice about as we study together this month, and we have a lot of things to discuss, a lot of questions that I hope we'll be able to at least shed some light on, because our Jesus, in these last words before he turned to the Father in John 17, gave us something good, something very good and comforting to think about as we're studying this month. Hope you have a great study, and I'll see you then.